You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Fearless Business Podcast, sharing with you the business behind running a business. We're your hosts, Jamie Lieberman and Mary Clavier. Each week, we'll be bringing you great guests, insights from our experiences, and a behind-the-scenes look at all the topics you may be afraid to tackle in your business, but shouldn't be. So sit back, get comfy, and let's get started. Episode 90 of the Fearless Business Podcast. I'm Mary, and I'm here with my co-host, Jamie. Now, Jamie, you know, I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's almost the end of 2019. No, I don't hear you. I'm I'm singing Mary Had a Little Lamb with my fingers in my ears. <laughs> of all I songs can... you can sing. But... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's the one that pops into my head whenever I think of somebody who's like, I don't Right, know. right, right. I've never heard that one before. We could do a whole episode of like Mary jokes. <laughs> I would never, ever, ever make a Mary joke. I love you. Thank you. Come and come and tell my husband that because now, now, you know, it's the time of year where he thinks it's really funny to call me Merry Christmas. Ah! Yes. I think I need to have a talk with your husband. <laughs> yes. That is a terrible dad joke. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Right. It's terrible. not even a, like terrible. a kind of funny dad joke. It's oh. just plain. Oh, terrible. so I, I flat out ignore him. <laughs> I don't even respond. Okay, that wasn't the point of our episode. I know it's the end of the year. How is this possible? No, I know it's crazy. And not only the end of the year, but like we're starting a new decade. People are really talking about that. And that has not, it hasn't hit me yet, but that's a thing. I know it's weird, right? Like it's really, really weird. That is happening, whether we like it or not. And, but, but the thing that I love about this time of year is that it's also time to plan like strategy. I mean, you know, my planning heart strategy for next year. (laughs) Wait, wait, I didn't know that. You didn't know that someone's taking over my body right now. Maybe that's why I hate the end of the year because I hate to plan. (laughs) I love reflection. I love self-development and I love planning. It's all like built into one for me. We're foils of each other. Like we're perfect. (laughs) This is why we get along so well. I really think that there is beauty in opposites. There is. Yes. But we have common values. I feel like that we do. You're very opposite of like when you have opposite traits or I feel like when you can come together is when you have the same values. And I think our values most definitely align. 1000%. Yeah. So I'm super excited because we just had, well, I mean, you know, but for the listeners, we had a strategy planning day yesterday for the Transitions Collective and it was amazing. It was so 
sad to miss it. And I really, I, I love the events that you run. So even when it's the most uncomfortable thing for me, which is literally a strategy planning, an entire day planning. To go. Yeah. yeah, I really wanted to go. I was recording, I was filming, I'm going to be on um, an episode of a TV show, which is kind of cool. Oh, so cool. I know. Um, we were both doing big things yesterday. Yeah, so that was kind of fun. So I was recording yesterday. So I missed it for a good reason. Yes, that is good. But yeah, but it was awesome. We like really talked about, and we'll kind of be talking about this today too in the episode with Danielle, um, but we talked about our planning for next year and, and also looking at like what happened this year and then plan for next year. Like, look at what happened, decide the direction you want to go and then strategize for the upcoming year. So it was awesome. I can't have a repeat of 2019 though. Not that it wasn't amazing. There was some, it started off challenging for me. So I feel like reflecting on that would, um, it would feel good because of how far, you know, I've come, but it's a little rocky in the beginning. Yeah, you're gonna do it anyway. I'm gonna get you to do it. You I'd know like that, 20. Right? I'd yeah. like to just sort of slide into 2020. I'd like to just like it's December 31st and it's January 1st, and we're just we're just cruising. No, no, that's not gonna happen. No, not happening. Harry. No, it's it's important to look back just for a little bit. I'm not someone to like dwell. I'm really not. I I can't remember enough to be able to dwell. Me but. <laughs> But it's important to like, you know, celebrate what you've done and see what you've done and then kind of say, okay, this is what I've done. And now what can I do for the next year or what's realistic and, you know, all of that. Remember when you made me write down 10 things I had done? Yes. It's the same thing. That was so hard for me. You kept texting me like, have you done it yet? Have you done it yet? Have you done it yet? I was like, oh, you were right though. No, I was, I fight that. It's similar to that. Similar to that. You'll do a little bit more about it. Fine. A bit more with it. But with all that also comes finance stuff, which is, do you like how I called it finance stuff? It's <laughs> yeah. a technical term, finance stuff. Yeah, right up my alley. Yeah, we're we're similar with that one. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, and that's, okay. And I have to admit, it's not one of my favorite parts to plan. Um, but, you know, in speaking with Danielle Hayden, who is excellent at this stuff. And really, this is her groove. You can tell she really talks a lot about planning for your finances so that you know what you're doing and what you're doing in the next year. So that I can get behind, even if I'm not, if I don't feel so strong in it. So I'm really comfortable with numbers. I have like, I'm good with that. Um, But it's, it's hard sometimes, I think, to delve into like expenses. Like for me, it's always looking like, where did I spend money? And what would I... It's a whole thing. I know. But Danielle's great. And she does a great job to like help break things down and help not make them overwhelming. So that's what everybody's going to get to hear about today. So let me. She's going to make it easy. Yes. All right. Yes. yes. I'll listen. Fine. So let's go. Okay. A little bit about Danielle. Danielle Hayden is a reformed corporate chief financial officer who is on a mission to help rule breaking female entrepreneurs understand their numbers so they can gain the confidence needed to create sustainable profits. After spending over 10 years in the boardroom as a corporate finance officer, Danielle is now in her sweet spot as the co-owner of Kickstart Accounting, where she helps business owners with bookkeeping, financial analysis, and education, and as the author of the Profit Planner book series. 
When Danielle isn't crunching numbers on her client's behalf or crafting the next iteration of the Profit Planner, you can find her hanging with her two kids as she inspires them to lead their fullest lives or doing any and almost every fitness-related activity ranging from Spartan races to Pilates. And now on to the episode. Hi, Danielle. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks, Mary. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk to you today all about numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is uh, such an important topic and... I promise we'll we'll keep this this fun. Numbers can be fun. Yeah. So if you're listening, don't don't turn us off right now. <laughs> It'll be fun. We promise. <laughs> so let's get started. So first, why is it important for people to know their numbers? Yeah. So this is this is such a perfect uh, question for us to start out with, Mary. Every year, do you go to the doctor to have your preventative care? done so that you can make sure that there is no issues in your in your health? What a good question. Um, I try to. So the numbers, we like to say they're the heart of your business. And without preventative care, you will not know when there's an issue. For all entrepreneurs, uh, it is important to know the numbers so that you understand the financial health of your business and you can use that information to make better business decisions to grow your business. So what kind of information are we talking about here? What will the numbers give us? Numbers can tell us the story of our business and how we can make uh, business decisions. So I'm going to tell you a story about uh, my client, Jenna. Uh, Jenna had became a client of ours this past January. We were helping Jenna uh, with her bookkeeping. We were handling all of her bookkeeping for her. And then at the end of every month, we would send her a set of financial statements and a weekly financial dashboard. And we can get more into that later. But we gave her these tools so that she could look at how much was she bringing in, in in sales? How much cash did she have in her business? Who owed her money? Who'd she owe money to? And then the balances of all her credit cards and, and the availability. Now, Jenna had launched a new product that, or a new service line this year. And in order for her to offer the service line, she actually had to bring on several contractors. So she was going to be uh, running a production uh, service line. And so she had to bring on all these other teammates. And she was offering her clients payment terms. When client A came on and signed up for a $20,000 package, client A paid her over four months. But then she was working with her contractors and those contractors were working starting month one. And she had to pay those contractors a lot of money before she got paid from her clients. Because we were arming her with the financial progress of her business, she realized that she was running a a net, net loss right away. So the numbers that we want to look at are, are we bringing in an income? Are we bringing in a loss? Are our sales increasing or decreasing? And where are we spending the most money? So it's all about the flow. It's all about the flow. Yeah. And then taking that information and saying, does this align with my goals? You know, Jenna's goal this year was really to grow her top line revenue. And so she was putting a lot of money and a lot of and incurring a lot of expenses in order to grow that top line revenue. But your goal this year, Mary, might be, I want to be as profitable as possible, right? So I, I don't care so much about my top line 
how much in sales I'm bringing in, I really want to make sure that I am profitable. And so I really need to watch my expenses and where I'm spending money. If someone's been hiding from their numbers, right, what's the first thing that they should be doing? This sounds like a more ideal state to be tracking all of this and knowing what's going on. What should they be doing to try to fix or get set up where they are? Yes. So accounting can meet you wherever you are. So uh, don't let all of these accounting terms overwhelm you. The first step uh, as as an entrepreneur that I want to make sure that every single one of your listeners are doing, make sure your business uh, checking account is separate from your personal checking account. So step one, if you have done nothing else, make sure that you have a business checking account and a personal checking account. So all of your sales and expenses are separated from your personal. Excellent. Okay. That's a good one. There's a lot of different uh, accounting software out there. Uh, There's free versions such as Wave. Uh, Zero is another option. And then of course, our favorite is, is QuickBooks Online. I do encourage... Uh, Every single one of your listeners, uh, you know, get started within an accounting software, uh, start to look at your transactions. And if you're unsure, get help. There are YouTube videos out there. Uh, There are uh, bookkeeping firms uh, such as such as uh, our firm. There are resources out there for you. Uh, Just take one step at a time and start to get this information into the system. I like that. Yeah, to make it more manageable for people. Yeah, you don't have to do everything today. Take one step at a time. Right. (laughs) You know, just just if you did nothing else today, make sure you've separated your personal and business. And then if you take one step next week, think about your accounting software and what you're using and what you could use. And then from there, uh, you can start processing your transactions and then think about running these reports. Yeah. So let so say we have the the checking account set up and we have a software in place, even if it's something super basic, I guess, or a free version of something, then what are we looking at? Yeah. So once we, once we have that accounting software, uh, we've, we've entered our transactions into the system. Uh, the first report that I want you to run is the income statement. You can do a search within your accounting system that says reports and then income statement. And then are you looking at that for just for the month or for the year so far? So I have three main reports that are three ways to run that report. Uh, when we work with clients, we always look at three reports, your income statement for the prior month. And then we compare the prior month to the previous month, right? So how am I doing on a month to month basis, year to date? And that is great. to So you can start to see are my sales increasing month over month? Is my cost of goods sold going up or down? Where am I spending money? Where are the, you know, is, are my operating expenses increasing? Is that intentional or do I start, do I have some leaky hoses in my business and I need to start to review those operating expenses? So report one is your month by month income statement. And then we're going to run the income statement compared to prior year. So this is a really cool report. I'm going to get really nerdy on you for a minute, but this is a really cool report, right? So how fun is it to be able to say, wow, I've grown 20%, 40% from prior year. Hopefully everyone's experiencing that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And if not, right? So, and if, and if we're, if we're experiencing a decrease, then I get to say, why, what did I do last year? 
that was different from this year. So if we have, if, if let's just say uh, we run that income statement year to date and we've actually decreased by 20%, then I can start to evaluate my behaviors. So what did I do last year that helped me create the success last year? And what am I, what do I need to do more of or do less of this year so that I can start to achieve those results? So that's what, when you review this income statement on a monthly basis, so I want you to pull these reports on a monthly basis. When you review them every month, that's where I say you can start to use them to drive business decisions. So what do I need to do differently so that I can achieve the, that success? So say when you're looking at something when you're looking at it compared to the previous month um, or the the previous year, the same time frame, um, where would you keep track? Like, say, say this September your sales were down, but last last September you launched a new program, so that's why you had like such a high, you know, amount of sales. For example, is there somewhere that you usually keep track of like what type of activity you did at that time, like notes or something? How does that work? Yeah, absolutely. So I suggest uh, all of our clients keep a a business diary. <laughs> so you can do this in any in any way that 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 helps you. So uh, some uh, some entrepreneurs are more tech savvy, and it might be a Google Doc where you are running the income statement on a monthly basis and jotting down notes as to what activities you had during that time period. Uh, other people like to use pen to pay paper. And so uh, we developed the Profit Planner book. And in the Profit Planner book, we provide note sections so that you can keep track of your financial wins, uh, what's working and what's not working through pen and paper. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Use what works for you, right? So there's not one way that works for everybody, uh, but find what works for you. If you really like using pen to paper, you don't need to use an Excel spreadsheet. Uh, if you like using an Excel spreadsheet, then get those formulas in there. Uh, get, keep track of it. But the idea is to do it on a consistent basis. So you know, making the exercise, make a CEO date with yourself uh, every month so that you're reviewing those numbers and are able to, to again, use that to make business decisions. Right? You said something else that's really important. So let's say uh, when you review that income statement for prior year, and yes, your sales are down. I, the next place that you can look at is your operating expenses. So we have some clients who did a huge launch last year. Maybe they did a large program or a live event. And so their sales were up last year, but their operating expenses, the amount of money that they had to spend to support that large event was likely as high, just as high. Maybe this year you don't have the, the growth in your gross sales, but your operating expenses have come down too. And therefore you are you may have maintained profitability. Yeah, it's about looking at all of the different things. Yes, yes. Okay, so let's talk about the dashboard. I, I mean, we've probably already been talking about it a little bit, but you do this work in terms of what you call a financial dashboard. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. So 
I encourage all of our clients to use a financial dashboard. And in the financial dashboard, uh, this is something that I'd like to see everyone do on a weekly basis. So again, pick a day that works for you. Uh, We really like to send this to clients on a weekly basis on Monday so that it can start the week out with a clear picture of where you need to go for the week. And we include in the financial dashboard our sales from the previous month, our sales month to date, and then our our goal for that month. So where do we want to see ourselves go? So depending on where we are in the month, we need we know if we really need to hustle and bustle to meet that goal, or we still have time within the month to meet those goals. Step two is the cash balance. So complete, you know, what is your your cash balance today? You know, um, look at your checking account, your savings account, and any other place that you might have have cash. And then here's here's something that's really important for all of us. I want you to review your accounts receivable. So accounts receivable is a big na- big word for who owes you money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and 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 take this time as you're completing the dashboard, either work with your bookkeeper, your assistant, or or on your own. Take the time as you're putting this dashboard together to send out your collections notices. So I give you all permission right now. Uh, you have performed the service, you have sold the product, and you deserve to be paid. So make sure you're sending out collection notices. Well, how often do you send reminders on those? I would do it every week when you're doing your your dashboard. Okay. And depending on what system you use, there are systems that will do it for you. So if you're using QuickBooks or you know, FreshBooks is another uh, system, depending on what system that you use, there may be automatic reminders that you can utilize as well. And then this will give you a good, a good picture for this week. I know what my cash balance is today, but I also know that I have two clients who owe me money who are likely to pay me this week, right? So it'll give you a good picture of where your your balance will be for the rest of the week. And then we'll review who do you owe money to? Now, this means your contractors, any payroll that you have, uh, any outsourced tasks that you might have. So your virtual assistants, your uh, partners, any affiliate agreements, any inventory that you're ordering. So who is expecting to get fun- to get uh, payments from you this week? And then at the end of the dashboard, we look at what is what does the net balance cash balance look like? So I know if I have more money going out than I have coming in, I need to tailor my business decisions according to that dashboard. So when somebody comes to me and says, Hey, Mary, I've got this awesome program that I'm launching, and I think it'll be a perfect fit for you. Are you interested in buying uh, and, and participating in my program? Mary, you can say, oh, I, you know, I looked at my dashboard this week, and I do not think that that is a good decision for me this week because I know that I cannot, I do not have the cash for that today. Looking at the numbers to back it up instead, instead of everything being emotional all the time. Right, exactly. Because I don't know about you, I get really excited for uh, business development and growth. It's like, yeah, so self-development, right? Like, it, it's just so easy to want to do all the things to, yeah, learn new things and do new things or go to another conference. I'm with you on that. 
yeah, I can sign up for all of them. So I am with you guys. I am using this dashboard to help me say this is or is not a good decision because I want I want to do them all. So okay, so now is the here's the harder question. You're saying to do this weekly. So then the question would be about how much time are you spending each week on this? This does not have to take a long time. So utilize your systems. Uh, think about how you can automate these tasks. Uh, do you have a, a an assistant who can help you? Uh, do you have uh, possibly a bookkeeper who who can help you? Uh, think about you know, I mentioned uh, your point of sale system can send out those collection notices for you. I, QuickBooks even has a feature within within QuickBooks where it will can automatically send you reports. So every Monday, I have a set of reports that are sent to me from the QuickBooks system. And then here's a a pro tip. Here's a here's one not a lot of people know about. Think about what you can utilize from your bank as well. So I actually get a text message every morning of my cash balance. And so you can go through your phone and also get a get a cash balance that way. Oh, that's cool. So this process shouldn't take you any more than once you have those systems optimized, about 15 to 30 minutes. Okay. That seems very manageable. Absolutely. We are, my goal as a firm is to make accounting and financial analysis as accessible to as many entrepreneurs as possible. I know when when we talk about financial dashboard, that can seem so overwhelming. And and maybe even what we just went through feels very overwhelming to 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 some listeners. And so take one piece this week and start doing that one piece. Set up the cash balance reminder and start tracking that every every week. And then next week, let's start doing the the sales tracking. And so now we have the cash and the sales tracking. And then the following week, we're, we're looking at the accounts receivable. So if you don't feel like you could take all of this on at one time, take one piece at a time. I'm all about one action step per day, per week to help you maximize your goals. That makes a lot of sense, especially if we're going from setting up our, our account. That's setting up a business account. You know, we're not going to jump straight to a report but it's something we can work up to. Yes, absolutely. I think you're kind of in a tough spot, Danielle. Similar similar to Jamie, you have a topic that, <laughs> which is why it's on the podcast, <laughs> that people are afraid of in their business, um, but shouldn't be. So I like how you broke that down and made it more more manageable. Good. Okay, so another question, and it's something I think about sometimes too, and I've talked about also with friends, paying yourself. And the process, how you go about that. I'm curious on your views of how you pay yourself or what kind of process you have. Yes, absolutely. This is a this is a great question. And let's start with just the the mindset behind paying ourselves, right? I want you all to remember you did not start a nonprofit. You started a business. And the reason you started a business was to be able to create a life. For you and your and your family, and you have the right to take home a paycheck from your business. Now, how you take a paycheck uh, depends on how you are structured as a business. If you are an LLC, uh, you will take uh, owners' draws from your business. You will not pay uh, employer tax as the uh, as an owner's draw which also means that you're not a business expense to your business. So if you're taking $1,000 a week as an owner's draw, 
that income statement I was talking about earlier will not, that money will not be reflected on that, on the income statement. So I don't want to get too, too far down the tax rabbit hole, but talk to your tax accountant, uh, talk to your bookkeeper to make sure that those are all classified correctly. But if you are uh, an LLC, you take an owner's draw from your business. If you are an S-corp or a corporation, then when you pay yourself, you want to pay yourself a reasonable salary for what you do in your business. And at this point, you can go on a payroll system and pay yourself through payroll. This will feel a little bit more like a traditional employer where you are actually paying the employee and employer portion of the taxes as you go throughout the year. Uh, so it, it is a little bit different than the LLC. You are a business expense to your business. So when you run that income statement as an S-corp or a corporation, you should see the officer wages on the income statement. So for an LLC, you would be you would just be deciding how much money you need that way and just taking it out. Right, right. Where as an S-corp, you can say, okay, well, I've, I've, I've made a profit of $5,000 uh, this month. I'm going to go ahead and pay myself the the profits within, within my business for this month. So I'm going to pay myself that $5,000. And you will see that reflected on, the, on your income statement. What would be a rule of thumb then for people with an LLC? Because it shouldn't be like the wild, wild west and you just like, take whatever money you want all the time and then maybe you're left with nothing. I don't know. <laughs> what are your tips for that? Absolutely. It's go back to the cash dashboard, right? So you you can afford to pay yourself based on the cash dashboard that we put together. Uh, so uh, cash is king, uh, ladies and gentlemen. It, it, it really is. And so you want to evaluate what do you have in your account today? What do you need to support the operations of your business? So if I only if I have five thousand dollars sitting in my checking account, but I know that my average expenses that I have to pay out every month is about four thousand dollars, then I really can't pay myself that five thousand dollars. I need to leave myself some cushion in my checking account so that I can pay my contractors and my subscriptions and the software that helps me run my business. Otherwise, I won't be able to run my business. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> So review that income statement, determine what your average operating expenses are month, uh, on a monthly basis, and then leave yourself some questions so you, so you can feel comfortable. Okay. I like that perspective. Just, just making sure, you know, don't empty your bank accounts, everyone. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But here's the flip side of that. I, I do also want to give you all permission to take money from your business. So when we work with clients, I can't tell you how many times I've heard from entrepreneurs, well, I'm scared to take any money from my business. And you shouldn't be. You, you're running a business and you deserve to take Take that money and use that money to support your family and uh, do the things that you want to do in your life and to pursue the goals that you have. So also, again, when you review that dashboard, you can pay yourself out of empowerment and not be afraid of, of getting yourself paid. Yeah, I like that. I think it's it's super important. I was actually talking to some friends about that last week because there's a whole mindset that goes around paying yourself and how much you pay yourself. Absolutely. Yes. And if you determine your operating expenses, then that can give you some per permission. So as you have exceeded saving up enough to be able to give yourself a, a cushion of, of operating expenses to cover your business, you can start taking money out of your business with confidence. Yeah, I like that. 
Awesome. Okay. So, so we've gone through quite a few things, Danielle. So we're doing the check account, checking account. We're setting up, you know, our processes for the financial dashboard and looking at our finances and then also paying ourselves. That's a pretty big deal. Yes. Very big deal. Absolutely. What else? Is there anything else we've missed or that I left out? of the process. No, I think I just just to just to recap, uh I I know that money and numbers can be a loaded topic for entrepreneurs. Uh we have a lot of history uh depending on how we grew up and previous relationships and and previous entrepreneurship experiences that we might have. So I I respect and understand that there's a lot of uh fear around this topic, but uh, if I can encourage each one of you to start to take one action step every day to own your business like a CEO, to really step into that role, to make one step towards financial analysis, review your financial dashboard each week and review your income statement at the end of every month, you can really start to operate your business from a place of, of empowerment. Have you seen or do you have any tips for for people if they do have, I don't know if this is the right word, but like money baggage and how they kind of work through that going through this process? Like maybe they have, yeah, past things in their life. Have you seen people overcome that? Absolutely. So we see this all the time with our clients. Clients will come to us, you know, lost, scared, confused, and embarrassed. And I, I, I always say, find a community of people where uh, you will not be walking in with judgment. At our firm, uh, we encourage clients to come to us and ask questions. So there, there's, there's no question that's a, a stupid question other than the question that's not asked, right? So start to think about where you want to see your business go and uh, find a tribe of, of people that you can surround yourself with to be able to ask questions and start taking action. Uh, for me, when I've struggled with something, uh, you know, for me, it's marketing. So <laughs> we all, we all have our, our strength, right? So, you know, it helped me to take one action step towards it. So learn one new thing, uh, take one action step so that uh, you can start to feel momentum. Uh, so I uh, would love to gift to your listeners the first three weeks of the Profit Planner, which will walk listeners through one step each day to help you start to get the momentum that you need uh, to start to feel confident in, in looking at your numbers. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. I think, yeah, super helpful. Thank you for that generous offer for the for everyone listening. Um, and also just being able to cover some of that to get people in the right frame of mind while they're doing this, because I do recognize it's a big thing to go from hiding from your numbers to, you know, feeling in flow with them. Yes, absolutely. Okay, great. Can you talk a little bit more about the Profit Planner too, in terms of how people use it? Yeah, absolutely. So we have been working with clients uh, through our uh, accounting and bookkeeping services over the last five years. And we wanted to develop a tool to help our clients and uh, all entrepreneurs you start to use financial analysis to be able to drive your business. And so the Profit Planner 
is a book that helps entrepreneurs each week with some financial education. We break this down so that there is no accounting overwhelm. So each week, will there'll be a small amount of financial education with a goal for that week. Each day will then provide the readers with one action task. And this book is truly a planner. So there's space in the book to plan out your day, to write down your day. Uh, there is a space for notes so that you can do the action steps right in that book as your business diary. Uh, and then we also leave a place for you to be able to write down your goals and your priorities for the day. And so each action step within the book will help the reader achieve that week's goal. And so it's a 12-week guide that will help entrepreneurs create the foundations for profits within their business. Love it. The mindset, I'm sure it's big for other people too. The mindset's been huge for me. So that's really helpful. And bite-sized action, super important. Yes. Take it one step at a time, guys. I know, you know, it's like running a marathon, right? So you can't, on day one, I want to train for a marathon and then go run 20 miles. No, you, you, you got to, Run your first mile. So so take take the first step. Right. It's like well, it's like you training for your races, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You you have to start somewhere. Uh and and um I I promise you guys, it's it's really exciting and empowering to get to the end of the 12 weeks uh and, and at the end of the planner and really assess how far you've come and how knowledgeable you feel and how confident you're able to feel. So uh when someone comes to you in in the new year and says, hey, how is your business doing? What are your goals for this year? You could really answer with confidence rather than running and hiding and saying, wow, I hope nobody asked me how my business is doing. Oh, it's so true because earlier this year, I finally, I upgraded my accounting and bookkeeping systems and the mental clutter that went away when I did that was enormous. And I didn't even realize it until afterwards. Oh, absolutely. Take it, yeah. If you can take that off your to-do list and and, and and be able to concentrate on growing your business and concentrate on the things that you're really good at, your skill set, it, it feels so good. Okay. So before we wrap up, how about we talk a little bit about what to look at at the end of the year for, tw- for 2019 as we close out the year and what we look at for 2020 as well? So uh, the end of the year is a great opportunity to analyze your year and then plan for next year. Uh, I'm going to go back to my corporate accounting days. Uh, we did a pretty lengthy exercise of, of putting uh, forth a, a budget. And I know as entrepreneurs, we we really dread that process and say, ah, I, I'm not big enough. I don't have the time for this. It's not worth it. So here's a short exercise for you to go through. At the end of this month, when you run that income statement by month and by year, I want you to look at what seasonal trends did you have in your business? What worked really well for you? And what do you want to see change for next year? Then you can start to plan out where you see yourself going for next year. And so this can be a simple exercise. Again, if it's pen and paper that works for you, then grab a notebook. If it's an Excel document, jot this down in in your Excel document. Think about where you want to, how much growth you want to see for your business for next year and plan out those sales by month. Determine what, so let's say you have a big launch coming or a large conference coming in 2020. What expenses are you going to have incurred and what are the sales goals you want to see from those 
those big launches and start to design 2020 and plan out those operating expenses. Maybe you want to make an additional hire or bring on an additional consultant uh, next summer. And so what sales do you need to see yourself at in order to support those business decisions? Once you have that document, I want you to save it and then pull it out at the end of every month. So when you start to pull those income statements at the in 2020, you can compare what you actually did to where you wanted to see yourself go. And this exercise is really powerful, guys. It doesn't need to be elaborate. So don't don't get caught up in the details. Don't uh don't get caught up in accounting overwhelm. Take it one line at a time. Look at your income statement one line at a time because next year it'll be really helpful to know what goals you set yourself set up for yourself and where you are today. Does that help, Mary? It does. I so well, a couple of things. I'm giving myself tough love as you're speaking. And I'm saying, if you're spending time on strategy and planning, you also have to spend time on your numbers. So that, so, so that's one thing. Um, but looking, looking at those, that information, you don't have to plan it out by month, right? You're just talking about overall goals for next year and then pulling that and matching it against your monthly income statements, right? So you could do, you could do, um, one, um, goal for the entire year, or you can break it down by month. And again, this does not need to be sophisticated. You can go into Excel and just write, you know, in each column, January, February, March, you know, just in each column. Uh, the reason why I think that the monthly is important is because that'll allow us to plan for that big launch we have coming or the live event or the new product line that we're, we're going to launch. And so if we plan on launching that in, let's say, May, we can estimate those sales and the expenses that are going to be incurred in order to do that launch. And so if we're able to look at that by month, it'll give you better insight when you compare those actuals. Okay, you got me. I, I get it. See, I was like really thinking about you have to do your numbers. And then... <laughs> But you have to do your numbers and you really should do them monthly. <laughs> yes, yes. And and you and you make you made a good point there. When you when you sit down and you look at your strategy for 2020, this is part of that process. It's it's putting the pen to the paper to really uh, make the plan because if you think that you have I'm going to go back to the launch again. If you think that you have a launch with some huge expenses in May, you need to prepare for that. So you need to have a cash balance in, in, in March in order to support the increase in expenses. And so take the step back, uh, maybe make a CEO day for yourself or half a day and put forth this, this plan. Uh, it, it's going to be a game changer for you next year. Yeah. And to your point, it'll also show you how much you can be paying yourself and everything else if you're trying to save at the same time for these expenses coming up. Exactly, exactly. Okay, you got me. You got me. Loud loud and clear, Danielle. Loud and clear. Gold. <laughs> and if you need help, don't don't hesitate to reach out to again, your bookkeeper should be able to help you. 
uh, your, your accounting staff, the, there's tools within your accounting software. Just take it again, one step at a time, get the help that you need. Uh, it, it's going to be an empowering process for you. And I, you know, it's exciting to think about too, when you said, you'll be proud later and how we talked before, even with the mind clutter, you'll be happy when you're in that better spot. So it can seem more fun to do the strategy and the planning and the financials all at once. Do I sound like I'm convincing myself? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you sound very convincing. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Excellent. Okay. So we have a, I have a question that we ask everyone that comes on the show. What is something that you used to fear in your business, but you don't anymore? I love this question. I'm, I'm going to be really vulnerable here. I used to fear reviewing my financials. (laughs) I know that sounds crazy. So when we first started the business, uh, you know, I, I, I had worked in corporate accounting and I, and I understood, uh, you know, how to analyze financials and how to give this information to the CEOs and board of directors. That wasn't as personal. You know, that was, that was easier to do because it was saying, this is how how we all performed, right? Here's how we as a company uh, in these large companies, here's how we all perform together. As entrepreneurs, as small business owners, it is much more personable. It's how did, how did I perform, right? How am I doing in my business? And that first year, uh, I had to overcome that myself and uh, really embrace that, that challenge. And uh, I actually, I, I thrive on it now. Obviously I, I love it. I, uh, look forward to getting that information and and arming myself so that I can make business decisions. And that's why I can really talk about this out of a place of, of compassion and empathy because I was right there with you guys. And and I took one step at a time to get myself out of overwhelm and and to uh, use these numbers as a place of empowerment. I I love that perspective. I you might be the first, you may be one of the first people too on the show to say something that they're that they have expertise in, but that they they also struggled with that. It makes a lot of sense, and I appreciate you sharing that because yeah, it's it's a totally different emotional aspect to doing something for yourself or for your own business versus with other people or for other people's businesses. Yes, absolutely. And so when I when you hear me say. We are uh, a, a bookkeeping for, firm for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. I I really mean that because uh, we have grown through that uh, right alongside of you. We get really excited uh, to offer the tools that we have uh, in our toolbox uh, for for entrepreneurs. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Okay, and can you please tell us where we can find you? Yes, absolutely. Uh, the best place uh, to find me is uh, on our website, profitplannerbookkeeping.com. And then there is uh, links to my Facebook and Instagram. It is Danielle Hayden dash OH. Okay, great. I'll put, I'll link all of that in the show notes. Oh, and specific directions, or I'll put it in the show notes too, for sharing the first three chapters of the, of the planner. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, if you go to profitplannerbookkeeping.com, I'm sorry, dash fearless business podcast, you can directly download it from that, from that website, uh, right there. So, uh, if you go to profitplannerbookkeeping.com slash fearless business podcast, you could do the direct download for the first three weeks right there. 
Awesome. Thank you so much, Danielle. This was so helpful. Great insight for me and hopefully for everyone listening. They are not scared and overwhelmed. They're going to work through their financial challenges. And thanks for being on the show. If anyone has any other questions or needs support, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out. We are on a mission uh, to help entrepreneurs. So we are here for you. Love it. Thank you so much. Yes. Simple, you know, simple, organized. All right. I'm planning. That's it. I'm turning over a new leaf. (laughs) I'm lying. lying. You're totally lying. I'm totally lying. I I was going to say, or for five seconds. Yeah. I feel inspired. (laughs) And then I go and I look at an empty notebook and I'm like, I have a really big idea for next year though, Mary, you're going to have to, you're going to have to be my accountability buddy. Which I'm on it into our next episode. Oh, that's going to be so fun. Yeah. (laughs) See, it's a great time of year. Is we're going to be talking about account account. Why is that hard word hard to say? Because you don't want to do it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We're going to be talking about accountability groups next week, which are Mary's like happy place. And yes, yeah, I do love it. them. Um, and we're going to have a special guest to talk about that. So you guys have to make sure and tune in, see why they are awesome, even for someone like me who does not want accountability to anyone. And no excuses. Everyone can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. I promise. Yes. 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 You're going to be the poster child. Oh, I like that. Oh my gosh. I don't know. (laughs) It's terrible. We want to hear all about everybody's goal setting. Are you, are you strategizing for 2020? What are your big plans? Tell us in the HQ. If you're not already a member, you can find us in the Fearless Business Podcast HQ on Facebook or on our website, fearlessbusinesspodcast.com, or anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Thanks so much, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. We'd love it if you'd subscribe and share this podcast. Reviews are amazing too. Please visit fearlessbusinesspodcast.com for more information. If you'd like to connect with Jamie, visit hashtag legal.com. And if you'd like to connect with Mary, visit the transitionscollective.com. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.